and welcome to the first episode of Fierce Gentleness. My name is Christine Quigless and I'm really excited to start this podcast because it is something that has been years, if not a lifetime, in the making. And I've had enough people have enough conversations with me to say, you should record this, or you should put this on a podcast, or do you ever do podcasts? And now the answer is yes. Where I started is with the question that I would get the most, that I still get the most, which is how do you enter into a relationship with an enjoyable life? And it happened that a series of events in my life took place that made me ready for the thing that made me happy, even though those those events, some of them ongoing for many, many years, hello tutoring, were things that I didn't necessarily consider the building blocks of a joyful and happy life, uh, when in fact, tutoring now, I see it as one of the most generous facets of my life. And because it's so generous, I enjoy it. But because it's using what I grew to be, it's using it's using who I am. And it's using what I it, it, it makes the best use of the gifts that were not necessarily uh, engineered by outside forces, they were more they were just innately in me. Or maybe they weren't. I don't know. I've been tutoring since I was 12. So I don't really know when I became a great tutor or, or I don't know if, well, it doesn't matter the chicken or the egg. I just know that I've been tutoring and teaching in some way pretty much my whole life. Uh, and that started through, um, an, what is it? A, uh, a challenge in my life. So I just went down a long and weaving facet and I'm trying to get back to where I started and I will get to tutoring soon. These podcasts are going to last about 15 to 20 minutes, my goal being 17 minutes because I love certain numbers. Um, and hey, that actually contributes to the, the question that brought me closer and closer to starting this podcast, which is how do you create a relationship with a joyful life? And numbers bring me a lot of comfort. I love the symbolism of numbers, and I love that numbers are around all the time. And I live a life, how do you enter into a joyful relationship with um, with life? I live a life where I'm constantly excited about the symbols around me. So the number 17, I love certain numbers. I love the numbers 3, 11, 7, kind of because of its social status, not because I actually love that number. It's just kind of a given to like that number. 8, because it's, oh my gosh, it's infinity. It's 
it's in every religion as a uh, as an auspicious number and it's a solid number it's a really um, four is a number of creation and eight is two fours so it's balanced creation which I find really exciting uh, I love the number nine because I love I love odd numbers obviously um, an eight to me is an honorary odd and I love odd numbers because they leave the possibility for con for uh, they leave you hanging they they um it's not it's not complete two is complete because it's balanced one and one but three one one and one it, it's not complete and that means you have to get creative about what what complete means and and I like that I like that it's a little messy uh, I'm a reformed type a <laughs> Uh, personality and so when I was growing up I loved even numbers and I would say and people would say what's your favorite number I would say it's every even number put together times infinity plus two um, and that's because I craved uh, stability and I craved balance and I craved the idea that I was right about something and it's not because my life was necessarily unstable it's just the body, the, the, the Christine that was born to this world was like, we must put everything in order. Uh, call it being a typical Virgo. And so, uh, so yeah, getting back to numbers that I love. I love 12 and um, a healer that is a phenomenal. He's a phenomenal healer. He was explaining to me the other day that 12 is the number of surrender and it's also the number of freedom. And that came up in a conversation when we were discussing surrender. Um, is it a lower power to acceptance or is it even with acceptance? And that's how surrender and freedom came up. Um, and I love 12 also because even though it's an even number, one and two is three, which brings us back to that amazing, awesome prime three. And then I love 17. 17 is the last of the numbers that I really love um, because 17 is 1 and 7, so it's an odd number, but 1 and 7 makes 8, which is like the ultimate power number. And so uh, so I, these podcasts, the goal is to get them at 17 minutes. Maybe we'll stop at 12 minutes. Maybe we'll stop at 16 minutes just to like liven things up. Who knows? We'll see where the conversation takes us. But back to Fierce Gentleness. Why Fierce Gentleness? Why Christine Quigless? Why now? And it's because people want to know, uh, or I've had enough people ask me, and I've been honored to tell them my take on what it means to have a joyful relationship with life. Um, and the first time I was asked was years ago, was about... it. it what, let me see, I, 11, so it was around th four years, yes, five years ago when I started saying no. I started saying no, and I realized that I felt very good when I said no. I was always afraid of no because I was told that you're supposed to do what you're told. You're supposed to, you know, when someone asks you to do something, then you say yes because it's an opportunity to be of service. Um, I have a lot of experience in the 12-step sector, and I really love the 12 steps. Um, 
I love them, but they are a bridge to life. They are not life. And so I get to integrate them into the rest of my life, but not necessarily have them run my life, even though they do provide a really brilliant foundation for me. Um, but that's about as much as I'll talk about 12 steps directly because I am not and a 12-step expert. I just have experience with it. Um, but yes, saying no, it freed up it, it freed up space in my heart. And when I started to say no, it was like my heart would say, hey, why don't we do this instead? And then I would say no more uh, when, I would, when no was in alignment with what I actually wanted to do. And my heart would speak up a little louder. And then I would say no again. And it would go, now let's do this. And... And what happens is that's the key. That's how you enter into that joyful relationship with life is that you honor the voice within. And for men, that voice might come through mental. That might come through the head. They might actually hear or see the stimulus for what they want to do. Whereas for women, and as you might have seen in the summary, I am very much about the service, being of service, in service to the divine feminine, in service to yin energy, in service to magnetism, to radical gratitude, to fierce gentleness, because it's that, it's that subtle whisper. It's that whisper that when you blow on that whisper, it becomes a roar. When you encourage that whisper, it becomes a roar. And you encourage the whisper by gentle changes that you make in your life. And you encourage this fierce gentleness that is the title of this. Why fierce gentleness? Why Christine Quigless? Why now? Because fierce gentleness is about getting out of the way of what you don't want which puts you in the way of what you do want. Or making a shift, just shining your light, shining your focus on what you do want. Just putting it into the, into the framework of, some, of a possibility. That can make a very dramatic change. And I like to call dramatic changes revolutions because a revolution is a re- evolution, a re-evolution evolving again. And that's the thing is we evolve again and again and again. And, you know, we'll, we, we know when we're done because that's when the lights go out and the curtain drops and we go on to the next dimension. But while we're doing the revolution, we can actually have a lot of fun on that journey. And that's we find that through fierce gentleness. Um, one of the authors who I think of right now is the guy who wrote The Four Hour Body. The Four Hour Body. He talked about the idea that water can't be boiled harder, but yet we want to change is change. And if we accept the immensity of the small gesture, that's gratitude, right? If we accept that, the immensity of the small gesture, we've got a fighting chance at the large change that we're looking forward to in our lives. And that's fierce gentleness. It's being fierce, 
fiercely guarding your journey and your path and ways that that manifests um, are really exciting. And the first way that comes to mind um, is in the form of this gate at the dog park where I take my dog. It's a very interestingly put together gate. It's not easy, but it's doable. It's not it's not um, super easy because dogs know how to lift the regular like latch gates. Dogs know how to lift the handles with their nose and that's why they have to do this two-handed kind of gate interaction. And it's easy if you just try it. It's not easy if you look at it. And these kids, and there's a dog, there's the little dog park, there's a children's playground, and to get to those two, the little dog park and the children's playground, you have to come through the big dog park. And these kids, they want to play in the, in the playground, and this barrier is there, and it is this gate, and it has this handle situation that they don't know how to navigate because they've never seen it before. And there are some kids who run up to the gate and they stop and they look at it and the need to get to that playground is bigger than the need, than their fear of this thing called a gate in front of them. So they will figure it out. They will, they will pick up the thing and they will spin it around and they will open the gate or they'll climb up. They'll jump up onto, on top of the gate. The gate's like four feet high, maybe three and a half. Yeah, four feet high. They'll jump up on the gate and jump over and then they'll go to their playground. And then other kids will stand there and they will ask for someone to help them or they'll just start screaming, you know, mommy, mommy or daddy, daddy, uh, I, I want to get through, I can't get through, help me. And I often am the one sitting there and I'm within earshot and I like to watch how these kids are going to navigate the gate and sometimes they'll ask me for help and I will say, I'm happy to help you. And what do I say? Fierce gentleness. I say, you can do it. You've got it. Take a look at it or just try some things. Why don't you just try it? Some kids will be absolutely resistant and they will just, they'll scream for somebody else or try to catch someone else's eye because they're done with me. Other kids will try it and then they do it. They go, oh, and then they, they do it and then they fix it and then they go play in the playground and then their friends come up and they say, I can't get in. The kid runs over and they do it and they say, it's really easy. And it is when you just take the action to try. The fierce gentleness is giving those kids the opportunity to try, empowering them to take a chance because maybe they'll take it. Maybe that will bleed into their classroom activities where they see something and they say, it looks really hard, but I've done difficult things before. If I just try something, maybe I'll win. And that fearlessness, that's the kids who go plowing down double black diamonds in Colorado. And those are the kids who, who end up inadvertently starting a fire with their glasses because they see that light is working in a specific way and that's really exciting. I'm not saying we're trying to make, make pyromaniac daredevils, but I am saying that those people who willingly take chances, those are our leaders. Those are people who are changing the world today. So that's the beginning of our conversation on fierce gentleness. I apply this in my life. I've been tutoring since I was 12. 
my goal is self-reliant students. And so I apply fierce gentleness and I teach them how to teach themselves. I make super comfortable dresses. Uh, Whitman Grace is my dress company. And I give these women these shields of armor that make them feel amazing so that they can take on anything that's in front of them. And they do it with their hands in their pockets, empowered in a power stance, ready to rock. That's fierce gentleness because now they can see what needs to happen next instead of spending all of their time holding their breath in their uh, regular suits. And then lastly, it's fierce gentleness theory, which is what you are experiencing right now. That is video podcasts and audio podcasts. And then finally, it's fierce gentleness application. A... Um, physical way to create that relationship. I work with people one-on-one -on -one where we explore, we explore questions they might have. How do I heal? How do I figure out what career I actually want to have? How do I engineer, how do I encourage a love life that is one that I want to be a part of and not what social, what the social realm tells me I'm supposed to have. Um, how do I find my truth? We use yoga, astral communication, meditation uh, to access and answer those questions. We do them in group settings. We do them one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so that's a little bit about me, and I hope that you're encouraged to stick around for the next podcast and continue to join me as we explore fierce gentleness either by myself or in conversations with others. Have a great day. Wishing you love, ease, space, and grace.